You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. Michael! Andre! How this is the first doing? time you've ever been in the garage. It is. We have a guest who's been in the garage before. <laughs> we, part I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was hoping to have him in the backyard finally today. But the weather wasn't cooperating. We were seeing a bit of rain. And... Uh, rain rain's in the forecast and 58%. I'm okay with 52%. But when we start getting closer to 60, it's and, and it has already rained once today in a pretty well, downpoury kind of way. And, and, and if we can, I know we yeah. usually do the Patreon shout out at the end. If I can move it to the beginning, uh, thank you to everyone who supported us. Um, the little bit of money that we cobbled together has allowed us to get a new microphone and a new stand. Uh, so it's, 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 you're helping us make the podcast better. So thank you to everyone who checks out. And, uh, I guess I won't mention it again at the end, patreon.com slash two guys talking wine. Yeah. Yeah. So now we, the hardware you got here, it looks like, it looks, it looks looks professional. That voice you hear, you have heard on the podcast before. It's Dave Johnson from Featherstone. And sadly, Louise was supposed to join us, but she 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 chickened out. I, that's the best I could I could go with. Batching it tonight. So uh, yeah, she uh, yeah. So Michael was really cut up about. I this. was really I was really you know it's really funny because I said uh, and no offense to you, Dave, but uh, I said to her um, that's like serving turkey without the gravy, <laughs> and then she wrote back and she said. That's the first time I've ever been compared to gravy. And I said, I'm surprised you've uh, not mentioned that I just uh, referred to Dave as a turkey. Right. Well, that's not unusual. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. She's, uh, and then I said, um, I said, I could have called you stuffing, but I wasn't sure how that would go over. And then Andre, when I, when I referred this story to him, he said, well, the gravy makes sense because of the stories you were telling in the history. That's right. It's all, it's all full circle. Yeah, it's all full circle. When you're, when you're a seasoned journalist like Michael Pincus, nothing goes over your head when you are making metaphors. Correct. So I was right, I was right there on the metaphor. Um, So so here we are, we're, we're a few days before phase three. It it feels really good to say that or stage three or whatever, um, Doug Ford has decided to call it. And we're drinking beer. We are. Oh, if we can give a shout-out to the people at, at Merit. Um, Merit, they do a lot of stuff with some of the wineries in Niagara. They've got a really good um, really good wine shop. They're selling a lot of stuff from, like, Leaning Post and Rosewood. Um, but I've been popping by whatever. They, they're another beer place that's focusing a lot on, like, Sour and Ghosts and This, this is and nice. IPAs. What is this? This is a Mallard? This is a lager. As soon as I see, as soon as I see a, a microbrew is making a lager, I'm there, like, front and center because I'm, okay. I'm from the land of, of, of Pilsners in Saskatchewan, so I was really happy to get my hands on this. So we just want to give a shout-out because it's rare that we, we don't, uh, we're not talking about wine, but we're not talking about beer, but we thought we'd have a beer before we, we, uh, we subject Dave to a Stump the Chump, but that's a podcast that will be coming in the future. Dave, what we want to talk to you about now is that opening. So, Andre, I think you had the first question. You were leaning right into it before I said... Yeah, I mean, it's... it's um, Well, I know from a personal level, I, I didn't realize just how cynical I've been about the pandemic. I thought for sure that we were not going to hit stage three until, like, October or November. You know, it's really remarkable how quickly the country has caught up in terms of, of vaccines, and I think credit is given where credit is due. But, I mean, we're here to focus on the wine industry, obviously, so... Uh, I guess the big overall question: How are things feeling at uh, at Featherstone? Yeah, we're uh, we're we're excited. I mean, we, we so a year ago. What year are we now? This is twenty one, right? 
uh, a year ago uh, in uh, in so February 2020, we converted our farmhouse there, the main floor, to a tasting room. Right? <clears throat> we used to have the little tasting room in the back. You guys know you come around yep. the back, we're in there, blah blah. Smallest Tiny tasting room in Niagara. What's that? Smallest tasting room in Niagara, I think. Yes, it was. Yep. Even Calamus is bigger now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so we moved it into the main house. So that was in 2020, and it's stunning in there. I, I, I'm um, not just because I did the work, <laughs> but <laughs> it's got a wraparound bar. You know, it's probably ten times bigger than the other place. And of course, the you know we get hit with the uh, with the plague, and uh, and no one seen no one could see that. So the following year, the emphasis it seems to me is going to be on outdoor events outdoor space people are more comfortable there or you can have uh, um, more people in a given room and so we've built a, a expansion on our veranda kind of like a gazebo-y type kind of thing a gazebo-y thing yeah. that's stuck out there into the pinot noir um don't think it's personally andre but we had to lose 12 pinot noir vines sorry i just had to say that it's okay okay how about the chardonnay I know, oh, crap. crap. Damn it. Yeah. Damn it, oh, why I... couldn't you go breaking into the Chardonnay? Too far away. Anyway, so we are ready and have been now for uh, almost two years, kind of <laughs> <laughs> waiting to show um, the public and our customers and our regulars and everything, our new digs, and and the expansion outside is directly related to this. Uh, and... Um, this is the we're, longest big reveal ever in the history exactly. of... Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, you know, how long is it going to take? So anyway, we're, 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 we're pretty excited. Um, to be frank, I'm sur- I thought there would be more pent-up um, energy, I guess, uh, um, uh, amongst in the public uh, in, in that sense of coming out and getting out to the wineries. I thought we'd be inundated, uh, you know, and, and, you know, stand out for the crowd. And, and we haven't been. Um, I think uh, I think it's just been a, a failure on the the part of the um, the part of the government that people are still confused about what they can what they can and can't do. I mean, we we've spent most of the past year being told to stay at home, stay at home, stay at home, and I think there's just still when you go out and do groceries, we're all wearing masks, and by no means am I saying that we need to get rid of these measures. It's important that we're we recognize there's still a deadly disease out there, but it's just. It's uncomfortable going out and doing stuff that isn't essential, and I think it's gonna. I think that's just the general sense from people. I don't know if, if that's what you're totally. hearing from some from oh, some totally. customers. No, but no, no. Like, there's uh, there, you know, there's just lots of people that they're just quite. They're much more pensive, I guess, uh, folks are than I thought uh, they would be. Um, there, you know, there is. We always get that group, you know, those types that you know wouldn't matter regardless, right? They're just out, and they, they, they you know, they push all those limits and everything else, but. That's a really a smaller segment of uh, of society than I would have I would have thought. So I, I believe there is a lot of trepidation out there still. I don't yeah. know if it's about really you know people are worried about going out with masks. I just think people you know are afraid to you know get really excited about getting back to normal. And in fact, I did a I did a wine tour on the weekend with some folks, and we're all masked up in the car, and they were telling they're young you know thirty year olds, and they're all about. You know, I hate these masks. I wish they could go. Blah blah blah. Um, but they, you know, they they also are a little. You know, they're not fully convinced that we are 
coming out of this. They think that oh, we're going to go going to go back into some kind of lockdown. Oh wow! And uh, I think that might be something that's on people's minds. Are we really going to be, uh, you know, in, in Thomas's words, are we really going to go through the la liberation, or are we just going to be uh, released once again to be locked down once again, yeah, like think, we were in February I think, I think and March? That, that spring startup is really making people, both businesses and like from a business standpoint and a consumer standpoint a little gun shy. Like I have a bike shop up the street from me in Toronto that I've been itching. I need a new helmet. I need a new helmet badly. I want to support this shop because they kept my bike on the road in the winter. Yeah. They will not let me set foot in the store, even with the, the stages yeah. that we're at. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm not mad about it. Like no. I'm not saying there's I mean, anything it is wrong. What if it is. If, you're, if you're a business owner, you have the right to be as cautious as you want. And I think as a consumer, you need to be respectful of people's uh, level of risk that they're comfortable uh, with. As somebody who loves to go grocery shopping, like it's one, oh, of, I my, miss, I miss one of my shop. things that I love to do, and it was totally taken away from me during the pandemic because I'm one of those guys who wanders up and down the aisles. I'm looking for the word new. Now, if it has tomatoes or mushrooms in it, I'm not so interested in it. But if it's got chocolate or if it's chips or if it's, you know, anything that's new, that's, that's why, that's why um, uh, gas stations put things on the counter that are brand new, like chocolate bars or things. They're, people like me go, oh, well, I've never had a strawberry Hershey bar. I better buy that. So that's that's my, I am that guy. And I felt so rushed going into the grocery store these days that I was like, and I and I fully understood it. And ba- when you have to bag yourself, you're like just shoving things in. You're, you're throwing, you know, potatoes on top of the tomatoes and hoping they don't get crushed. That that's the kind of thing that uh, that I, I just miss the, the leisurely grocery store uh, thing. So, and, so have you seen an increase though? Like I, I know I know you said you were expecting a torrent, but I mean, as the weeks have been going by, I think it's been about a, a month that you know we could go. Um, and I mean, wine has been essential through the entire pandemic, and the wineries have been good at doing free shipping and making sure that they're yep. promoting that you can buy direct. But ha- has there been an increase at all, bit by bit? Bit by bit. Um, classically, uh, Saturdays are busier than Sundays, and our Sundays are still quite slow. Like we had a busier day today than we did on Sunday, oddly. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, so, just for the record, we're recording this on, on a Tuesday. On Tuesday, yeah. Right. Well, that's, so, just, that's odd, but... It is, and, and, and I just think that's what... Of course, summers tend to be that way, because lots of people have summer holidays, so they're, they're out and about during the week in a classic way they wouldn't have normally, right? Because they have, they have the time off. But... Still, it's just, uh, anyway, that, but that's just retail. I mean, retail, you know, you can be expecting to be slammed, have staff standing around all day doing nothing, and then you're down to two people and then you get hit, right? Correct, yes. And you look, uh, you look, uh, you look, you look like foolish. Yeah. You look foolish. That's uh, never good. <clears throat> anyway, um, I suspect we're going to, certainly groups, where the phone, as Luis says today, the phone is certainly picking up, inquiring about um, booking appointments, Larger groups are now allowed, so um, that's that's coming. What's that open next week or next month yep, or something? Yeah, 16th, I think. 16th, so um, it, it, I'm, I have a feeling we're going to see more groups than we're used to. And, and, and your, your, new, your, your new model is no longer, uh, having talked to Louise, having written an article and using some of her quotes within that article for, for Great Vine Magazine out in the county, um, I think your new model is... Is the phone is is not just show up and three deep at the bar? You guys are actually setting yourself up as a as a restaurant that serves wine, but not food or not much food. Right? Yeah. No. No. The the three deep at the bar has got to go. I mean that format wasn't great 
in the past. And um, it's one of the things, you know, you're talking about a grocery store and how you're, you, you've been missing it. One of the things I've been liking about a grocery store is when you're putting your food out on the... Uh, uh, on the uh, conveyor belt. Conveyor belt. Dave is having people problems with words today. Yeah, today. I just want to tell you. Beer, honestly. Uh, people stand back like that for, they stand back six feet. And yeah. So, you know, usually they, you know, invariably reach in and grab that bar, put yeah. a little bar there, and they start looking. There's something that's not been happening. And no. I'm quite enjoying that kind of room. And, and, and that's what something similar at our tasting bar. I, I, I've kind uh, of also you know, enjoyed the single line down the middle of the store. And then you get, you know, they say go to, you know, four, go to five, right. go to three. That, to me, was, you know, made a lot more sense than, you know, fighting your way into the line and finding out that the line you picked was the worst oh, line you could ever we're get. we're going to see, now that stores are up to 50% capacity, I mean, I've been in the know for sometimes even when it's 25% capacity where the lineup to get to the front snakes <laughs> all the way around the perimeter does. of yes. the store, which... Uh, I, yeah, I, I miss... You learn to live with it, right? I, you I just learn to live with it. I the way you, you did, but at the same time, you know... As, as just a complete non sequitur, I've found that I've adjusted my eating habits, apart from the, the healthy changes I made last year, though, but I'm actively avoiding trips. To, I, used to, I used to do a weekly trip to the grocery store, sure. and now I make the list, we buy our staples, we shop the fruit stands in our neighborhood, and I'm at the grocery store once every three weeks now. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and, and as much as I love grocery shopping, the amount of time I've reclaimed from that has been r- remarkable, like... You know, that's yeah. two Saturdays in a row where I, I now get an extra three-hour block of time to do whatever I want with. We're certainly going to see some changes um, in customer behavior. I mean, that, that is, that's, you know, how many PhDs are going to be written on this over the next uh, three or four years, right, as this winds itself out. Just that tiny little reference, right, to, I mean, imagine how many, when you, when you said you love the grocery shopping, I love hardware shopping in the, at the, at the violin uh, hardware. And I, and of course you, you know, they don't even let you get out of the car. It's like a drive through and you're yep. supposed to have pre-called it in, which very, I've started, to, started doing. And I'm now enjoying that because, uh, you know, they, they, they just fly around there, grab your stuff, open the back, load you and, and, and you're gone. I buy a lot of hardware, you know, for building stuff. Right. So it, everything's different. Everything's changed. Well, here's here's a question. We're talking about consumer behavior and how we've changed our, our own habits. I know one of the like positive stories of the pandemic was that direct to consumer sales for wineries was gangbusters. And I know Michael, Michael, you and I did quite a bit of coverage on that at the beginning of the yep. pandemic, and some of the numbers I heard from some of the wineries were astronomical. Has that continued? Are you still selling a lot of more wine direct to consumers than you were we pre-pandemic? For sure. So yeah. people have mo- yep. people have permanently modified their. Uh, how well this is why the, I think we're seeing we're not seeing the big rush in the tasting rooms because people are still continuing to do that that they realized gosh this is real easy you know I can buy a mixed case have it sent it's not difficult I mean a lot of people had never ordered why well, a lot of people had never ordered anything <laughs> online prior and now it's you're you know you're you're getting alcohol brought to your house it's real easy uh, you know it's so, it's a heavy commodity, too. So. Yeah, it is a heavy commodity. There's, um, so I, I guess the, the question would be, so this time last year, no, I guess we were open this time last year. Yep. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I guess, let's oh, look 14, at... 14 months ago. So let's look at you know March, April, May, when yep. we were basically closed. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. people started online shopping, and the numbers skyrocketed. Some In, in some places, you know, 1,000... 
five thousand percent over what they used to do yeah. because people weren't buying in the right. first it's place. Because their first numbers were so low, it doesn't take much to correct. So now that you know you've got a year under your belt, I th- I think what's really going to tell is the next three or four years to see if that also continues. Um, but are your numbers for that same time period from last year down or steady? Would you say steady? Steady. So yeah. people have have embraced the the idea of of buying their wine from Ontario uh, online. I mean, if we had to, if we had to quantify it, and if you don't have the numbers at the top of your head, like don't worry about it. Like let's remove last year from the equation. But if we had to do direct to consumer twenty twenty one versus twenty nineteen, how much of an increase would you a see lot. at? A lot. Okay. Right? Like are we kidding? We we we. we we wouldn't ship. We'd go, uh, you know, uh, potentially uh, a week without shipping anything, uh, you know, a, to 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 a home. Uh, and now, you know, that that courier's there three days a week. Wow! Yeah, you know, that's big. Loads up, you know. Yeah, well, because well, a lot job, of you, good job, Ontarians. Like, well done supporting your supporting your local winery. And it's interesting that and, a winery like Featherstone would have that because your wines are you have a lot of wines at the LCBO. Yeah. You've been very lucky to get a lot of stuff in there. Yep. And so people could go there, but they still want to go straight to the horse's mouth. And the good part about that is, which and people, I don't know if they realize you. Put pocket a little bit more money based on what the LCBO takes versus what you end up taking when it's direct to consumer. You pocket more than when they go to the LCBO, which is which is better for your bottom line. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, but you know at our end, we have you know we have shipping now to pay. Yeah, know, yeah. Prior, prior yeah. to that, uh, the LCBO covers all shipping, which yeah. is kind of nice, and they buy it by the skid. Um, so nobody's buying it by the skid. Oddly. Yeah. Okay. Surprising. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's now you know it's a case minimum. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's an, an adjustment from what you were doing doing prior, right? Right. Well, no one's going to order. You know, the shipping is the same. Yeah, know, yeah. So you might as well take the full, the full, the full gamut. Yeah, yeah. And but to get or the full gamut, as they say, <laughs> to get people to 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 buy that case, it was a is it. Was a real trick because you know, like, oh my god, a case of wine! I'll never drink a case of wine. (laughs) 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 I think I drank a case of wine like in three days. Of course, they do. Then they're not over-consuming, but they're they're you know, you have a bottle a day. It it just goes, but they don't. You know, they're so used to whipping into the LCBO on the way home, grab a bottle or two and go. You know, now we have to buy it by case. It just seems like a lot of the time, and that's a that's a real encumbrance that we've overcome. People are much more inclined. Oh yeah, I'll take a case. Right? Like, yeah. Uh, and, and, and I tell everyone, obviously I tell everyone to buy a case, but buy a case and then put some away. You know, yeah. everyone says to me, oh, Dave, you know, I just can't keep wine to sell. We don't have a, we don't have a very good seller. You're not buying enough wine. It's, it's, it's just, every time I'm, you buy one, buy two. I'm, if you buy two, buy four. Whatever, well, whatever it is. Whatever yours. Just put one away. You'll no more miss it than fly to the moon. Yeah. Or two away. And well, now you can fly to the moon. I'm, I'm packing up. I'm packing up my cellar right now. And I got to admit, it's the fun thing. I don't, you and I should maybe do something with this once I get settled in, but I'm at the point where I'm getting to the bottom of parts of the rack. It's just like, I don't remember buying this, yep. but I'm glad no, I don't. have it. Mm-hmm. Totally. No, no, no. 100%. And, uh, and unless they're whites. Uh, my Please. cellar is 60%, over 60% Red. Chardonnay now. Really? Oh. Wow. 
I, 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 have, well, I have a lot of your Chardonnay in this. I know I'm, I'm 80% red, 10%, uh, about 15% uh, white, and about 5% sparkling. That's where I had probably both, I break I had to. both my wife and Guillaume, my business partner, look for a bottle of wine to drink the, um, the other day from the collection that isn't packed up yet, and they were just like, there's no red wine in, in that right. room. So, uh, yeah, it's... I, I, I walk the walk and talk the talk, guys. It's not just an act My for God. the podcast. It's just in bathing chart. I'm keeping. I'm keeping track. I'm keeping track of my my swears. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Good. Good. Well, I think maybe we should wrap this up. I think we got all the information well, we, on, we need from Dave, don't let, we? About... I think we. I, I want. I want to end on a high note. So there's two last points I want to touch on. Oh, I, okay. I got one more question. Then. Um, I think all of us are sounding a little more optimistic. If we go back and listen to our COVID Chronicles podcast from, from last year, I think things are, are more optimistic. Well, I was always optimistic, but then oh, I think I as we got as we got you know near as we as we got deeper and deeper, I know that I was like, I don't know if we're ever going to know this. But I, I um, always I always felt we we would because I listened to a lot of you know um, uh, vaccine news and stuff like that, and it sounds great. And by the way. Um, today they just they just released before you go on with your question that uh, that the the idea of a booster is uh, is only for the immune immunocompromised. Right. Uh, it's not even something they're really looking into at the moment. So anybody afraid of needles think they're going to get a third? You're okay for now. They're not saying it's totally out of the woods, but it's not something you're going to be needing in the next. Re- year. Recorded July thirteenth. News <laughs> yeah. may change tomorrow yeah, or the day after that. Uh, but I mean the. the the, the people who are cynical about the news is, this is a new thing, it's a new disease, we're still learning about it every day, the science, science is the science. Yep. It's, it's not YouTube. Yep. You know, listen to the scientists. Anyways, you were... No, you had two questions. I, yeah, were... the question I, I had is, is um, how, what is the feeling from the wineries? I know you can speak for Featherstone, but I know you talk to your, talk to your neighbors, uh, and, and you've got a lot of really great neighbors around there. Like, what, what's the general feeling? Are people optimistic right now going into stage three? Oh, for sure. No, no, no. There, there, and, and great plans within, within the wineries. Like, everyone's doing, we're doing some particular packaging now. Um, which we're working with some local suppliers. Like we had some, a Father's Day package, we have a Mother's Day package, we had a Valentine's Day package, uh, and those are really selling well. Like people were, you know, they're, 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 which is really really fun. We never had any of that prior. Um, the tasting rooms are, are 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 thoughtful. We can keep, you know, the uh, the numbers of people now have to be reduced, so they're getting there's so less people are getting more attention. Yep, right. yep. Uh, it's perfect. Like, and they're and they're buying and they're buying more, from what I understand. So, because they are getting that attention, they are feeling like, you know, it's it's like going into a restaurant and the guy says, "Okay, that's your main. Did you want an appetizer? Did you want a dessert?" And you think, "Well, we're here. We might as well get an appetizer or or a dessert." And it's it's the same thing with with the wines. You're like, "Well, you like that riesling? Maybe you would also like our Pinot Grigio." Or the one, the second question wasn't really a question. I wanted to give you a pat on the back. Your Sauvignon Blanc, the 2020 Sauvignon Blanc that, uh, I don't know if you judged that panel at the All-Canadian Wine Championship, but you got a gold medal for that. And I just published the notes from the media mail that you sent, and that wine was a stunning standout from yeah. your current lineup of, of it, wines. It was delicious. I um, It knocked my socks Did you win off. anything for the Pinot Grigio or not? 
No, you didn't, which is too bad. Uh, yeah, why call it Grigio again? Like it was uh, very, it was very it was not austere Grigio. and like. Maybe, but, maybe, do they sort them? Are they separated? In, yeah, they are, Grigio. Right? Yeah, was, so. <laughs> so, because uh, I had just come back from judging, but uh, interesting to note, my my video for your Pinot Grigio comes out tomorrow. So okay. by the time this podcast comes out, it's already out. Okay. Look it out. But I uh, check out Michael it. yelling at the camera. Yeah, Michael yelling at the camera about Pinot Grigio, which should be a Greek. The uh, oh, there's one for you. So the other and the other award was the uh, Cab Franc got a gold also. Cab Franc's not surprising though. Like you I didn't even I didn't even know. I, I scrolled through the, the list so quickly. It's just when I saw that Sauvignon Blanc, it's just like I feel I always feel validated when yeah, it's, when a, the it's, all, it's always a good wine, always a good wine. And, and, and yeah, yeah, that kind of thing, that sums it up. Yep, yeah. It's a it's a tough wine. You know, I I can make Riesling and Franc. You know. Year in, year out, right? Yep. Really, you know, really steady. And but uh, Solvi is <laughs> it's very it's the most uh, yeah. I'll, well, it's yours, the most, yours, yours most is variety, most uh, temperature sensitive. Uh, the most uh, um, what do we call it? Your Sauvignon Blanc definitely reflects the the vintages. Yeah, like when it's cool like, or it's warm. Look at that heat. You know, I mean, twenty twenty is such a. I yeah, mean, they must the, be going on about that for the acidity is uh, is very low in in a lot of twenty. Oh, but it, but it's, it's where I'm, which it's, is Andre was just giving me about my uh, my rosé report, and he's like, you know, your scores are too low, and I'm like, I want some acidity in my rosé. Acidity was hard to keep in twenty twenty. They're juicy and they're fun to drink, but and that's an alcoholic. But the <laughs> the acidity's low, so you want to give me crap about those scores? Uh, but, but it's I mean, vintage that's it. variants. We're, we're totally blended that reasoning. But that's it. We're, yeah. we're 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 at the point though where we need to eradicate from our vocabulary good and bad vintage from the Niagara lexicon. No, no, I think we got to keep it. Because I, I don't. we still get bad vintages. Okay, 20, you, 2019 was a, was a challenging. Twenty nineteen was a challenging vintage. That's very right? Italian. They call it challenging. Okay, but twenty nineteen the 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 but it wasn't the a, sea word wines that I'm tasting from twenty nineteen so far have correct, been correct, stunning because the, the Gamay, acidity is going to be great on the them. Pinot Noirs. But I mean, that, but that, eighteen that is the, not, and eighteen is a crummy year because it couldn't. It also couldn't hold on to the acidity. Uh, Everything's depends, there's a lot depends. of fat and flabby in 18. Depends on what you're talking about. Correct. Dave, to, but I'm just saying. Care to add your input on that? Eradicate the word uh, bad, bad vintage from the Niagara lexicon. I'm for that. I, I mean, it's um, it is a. That's the great thing about Ontario wines is they vary from year to year. If you if you want if you want you know steady as she goes, buy California. They they can make that stuff you know whatever all day long. Uh, they just dial in the uh, irrigation. I think. Sorry. I think. Ba- I think. I think. Bad vintage shows good winemakers, and I think that's uh, where the word, where the terminology "bad vintage" helps. Because good, good vintage shows good winemakers too. Because a no, monkey because can make you can always make good wine in a good, wine in a good vintage, but a but in a bad vintage, good winemakers stand out. No, you can make mediocre We're, wine in a good vintage. The good winemakers know how to make exceptional wines. In yeah, a good but in a bad vintage, the good winemakers really stand out. Okay, this is another podcast it's, for another it's time. It's just coming down to the word, the use of the word bad, bad I got yeah. it. versus challenging. Yeah, right. Yep. Which is the same thing. The same thing, sure it okay. is. Andre, would you like to say good night uh, or goodbye <laughs> or whatever you want to say this time? Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, you can follow me on social media at Andre Weinerview on all platforms and uh, Andre Weinerview.ca. And you judge the All Canadian Wine Championships, so we know. 
Featherstone picked up a lot of hardware, and I recently published my roundup of the current lineup from Featherstone. There's a lot of really tasty stuff to pick up, including the 2019 Canadian Oak uh, C-Word wine. I can't. I just don't want to pay any more money to this podcast. I don't know. You keep using that C-Word. People are going to think you're talking about... Cats? Yeah. Shenin. Shenin. <laughs> I'm Michael Pincus of MichaelPincusWineReview.com. Take us away. Uh, I'm on social media as the Grape Guy mostly, but Michael Pincus in other places. Check out my YouTube videos also. Michael uh, screams at a camera. And uh, there is a wonderful video coming out about your Pinot Grigio, <laughs> which should be agree. Uh, and uh, it looks like there is rain in the air, so I'm glad we ended up in the garage. Good night. Good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes. Two Guys Talking Wine is produced by Jim Ray, Adam Duran, and Ken Little.